Welcome to One Girl in All the World, a Buffy the Vampire Slayer rewatch podcast where we recap each episode in order and discuss. I'm Ashley, Buffy super fan. I'm Kimmy, Buffy newbie. You can find us on all major podcast apps, YouTube and Instagram with new episodes on Tuesdays. Hello. Hi. <laughs> what did you think of the puppet show of like uh, first impressions? It was interesting. Okay. It had, it had a good twist at the end. Um... I liked, I liked, I liked a decent amount of it. There were parts that I didn't like. So mm-hmm. yeah, it was, it was a decent episode. This is one like, cause I don't usually rewatch season one often. It's the season I rewatch the least. And, but this one always sticks out as one of my favorite episodes of the Really? Season. Yeah. Not my favorite, but it always stuck out. I think cause I do find, I mean, like dummies, dolls, all that stuff. Like I do oh. find it creepy. Yeah, so I think it like does creep me out this episode. Okay. So I think that's probably why. Oh yeah, and you like horror movies, you big weirdo. I like some horror movies. Like I don't like mo- I don't like a lot. I don't like horror movies about dolls oh, yeah, and stuff like that. that. Yeah, no. If it's about something else, then it's like there's just certain things that freak you out. Okay. I'm like Buffy. They give me the Wiggins. So <laughs> uh, I can watch horror movies about demons or ghosts or whatever. But like, yeah, the dolls freak me out for some reason. Okay. Okay. Ever since I was a kid. So, all right, let's talk about The Puppet Show. Okay. The Puppet Show, which is the ninth episode of the first season, aired on May 5th, 1997, written by Rob Deshotel and Dean Batali again. And the director was Ellen S. Pressman. So, yay, we have a female director here. The synopsis for The Puppet Show is Sunnydale High School's annual talent show serves as a backdrop for murder when Buffy must catch a knife-wielding stealer of human organs. Meanwhile, the new principal is a discipline-loving brute who forces Giles to run the talent show and orders Buffy, Xander, and Willow to perform. We have our Slayer opening again. (laughs) Still there. Still hanging on for dear life. Yeah, I saw that. I'm ready for it to go away. (laughs) Yeah, actually, same. I think we get it. Okay, we get it. So we open in the backstage of the theater at the school. And I'll tell you, this theater, we, we see it obviously in more detail later in the episode but very extravagant it is i was like man we didn't have anything like this we had a theater we had a stage and like theater but it was like wooden bleachers it wasn't like this huge like theater seating yeah we didn't have anything yeah yeah exactly and it just like i don't think it had like a very big backstage (laughs) like yeah i i we had a backstage to some degree because we had plays and stuff but i was never back there so i don't know what it was like yeah so anyway we're Backstage at the theater, and we see people looking, like, getting ready for a talent show. And we see mm-hmm. people, obviously, doing all kinds of different talents. We see a, ba- a dancer, ballerina, and we hear a scary kind of voice saying, I will be whole, I will be new. And the voice is, like, pretty freaky. Yeah. I thought it was pretty well done. It was pretty creepy. <laughs> And then we go to the front of the front of the stage, like in the seats, and we see Giles. Is this where we see Cordelia singing right away? Yeah, she's singing, and she's singing this song about loving herself. And I'm just like, just it's so eye rolling that I'm like, oh my god! It's Whitney Houston's "The Greatest Gift of All." Oh, I think that's okay. I didn't actually recognize the song. Okay, I don't think I I recognized it. I think. I know that song, but when she was singing it, and her voice isn't, like, terrible, but it's not good. No, it's not. Like, I don't understand people that do things they're bad at for talent shows. Like, it's supposed to be something that you're good at. Not just something you're attempting yeah, to do. Little, it's supposed to be a talent. She's she's a little off-key. Yeah. yeah, she's not. She's It's not one of her talents is singing. So she's singing yeah, with like Easton. Poor Giles looks like he needs to be put out of his misery. Yeah, Giles is watching from the seats. And they're basically kind of like rehearsing or trying out, maybe even at this point. But it's early in the like talent show production, and he is, yeah, he isn't. Looks like he's in pain for sure. He really and, does. Yeah, and when he she's he stops her. He's like, okay, okay. She's like, I didn't get to do the part with the sparklers. Buffy, Willow, and Xander come in, and they're kind of automatically like making fun of him, like, ha ha ha, you have to do this. And Giles said that Principal Snyder, who is the new principal, he said our new Führer. Oh, I another, messed up. That's funny. New, another Nazi reference. <laughs> God. You in this first season that Principal Snyder thought he should have more 
interaction with the kids. And he said, I became a librarian, so I wouldn't have to have interaction with the kids because the kids don't want to come into the library. They don't like books. So was, that was his whole point to so not this connect. Was, this was part of my master plan. And but so because of that, Principal Snyder is putting Giles in charge of the talent show. Just as a reminder, Principal Snyder is a new city principal after Principal Flutie got eaten in the pack. So now they have a new principal. And he could not, we will meet him in a minute, but we could not, he could not be more different than Principal Flutie, for sure. Very different, yeah. Yeah, so Buffy, Willow, and Xander are just kind of really enjoying Giles' discomfort, and they, you know, are just saying they can't wait to watch it and laugh and mock everyone. And I like Buffy says, oh, no, I'm just going to. He said, you know, you could be in it or you could at least help. He says, no, I'm going to take on your role and watch. <laughs> yeah, that was really funny, actually. Talks about it being his destiny to run the talentless show. So they're just they're just really enjoying his plight and his un- uncomfortable. This was, this was actually my favorite line. So she says, Giles, onto every generation is born one who must run the annual talentless show. You cannot escape your destiny. Yeah, she <laughs> loved it. She was having a great time because he spews that kind of like verbiage to her all the time about her destiny and her duty and now she's all getting yeah. a little back at him and the talentless show that was the talentless show yeah i liked the line so buffy will and xander are about to get up and leave they're like okay we'll leave Zan- we'll leave giles to the business we call show or he calls show <laughs> yeah and they get up and they realize that they've been overheard making fun of the talent show by the new principal principal snyder who we meet officially now He's like a short, balding guy. He's pretty severe looking. And you can tell that he is the polar opposite of Principal Flutie. Yeah. He's like very rough and stern, mean. And he doesn't like that they were making fun of the talent show. And therefore, he says that the three of them have to perform in the talent show <laughs> to their I mean, horror. That seems fair, to be honest. <laughs> to their horror. They're like anything else. Detention, like anything. But no, because he's, he's like... You think everyone's going to laugh and mock everyone up there? Well, then they're going to be laughing and mocking you because you are yeah. now part of the talent show. <laughs> so they are very upset that yeah. they are going to be in it now. So they sit back down because they are like, they're on their way out, but now they're sitting down in, in shock and horror. And as this is happening, the kids that are doing practicing their talents are coming back on, are keep coming on stage. And we have character Morgan and his dummy, so he's a ventriloquist, his dummy Sid, who is pretty creepy looking. He looks like a normal yeah. ventrilo- a normal dummy, but... Still creepy. I think those dummies are super creepy. Yeah, they are creepy. Morgan, who is the human, Sid is the dummy, is practicing his act, and it's really bad. Like, he's not even trying. Well, I mean, his he probably lips thinks are, he's... Yeah. yeah. His lips are moving slightly less than when he's normally talking, so he's yeah. definitely trying, but yeah, he's terrible. He's terrible. The jokes are stupid. Yeah. And the whole point is trying to minimize your own voice when the, the dummy is air quote talking. Yeah. It is just can't do it. Yeah. And everyone's just like, oh, God, this is like rolling their eyes. And then like the voice of the dummy changes kind of it, the, tur- the show turns around and it actually is like real pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Everyone's yeah. laughing. But Buffy does mention that she has the Wiggins about dummies, which I totally get because I just don't like them either. And yeah, so Morgan was bombing and now he's actually doing really well. People are paying attention. They're just, you know, there's people milling about on stage. There's people working on the, you know, around and they just start paying attention to him and laughing. And Sid is just making a bunch of jokes. And you see that Morgan's like, oh, this is like actually working now. So he's like Mm -hmm. kind of like his mood was up because he did know he was bombing. (laughs) You can see his face. Poor thing. Poor Morgan. So he's, he's happy with the way that it ended up. In the locker room, we see the girl that was in the very first scene that she was the, the ballerina, the dancer, mm-hmm. is changing. And she kind of, like, hears something in the locker room. This locker room is always, someone's always like, who's there? Bad stuff happens in the girl's locker room. At this and it's school. also creepy looking. It's always, like, kind of dark and... Yeah, like, <laughs> turn the lights on in here. <laughs> right? So people stop getting attacked, almost like electrocuted. I, I feel like my locker, my locker room in high school had the same lighting as everywhere else in the high school. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, not here. Not on the Hellmouth. <laughs> So she's changed, and she thinks she hears something. She asks, who's there, of course? And she turns around, and she's, we, it's from the POV of whoever's watching her. So mm-hmm. she turns around, looks at the camera, and screams, and we hear that really creepy voice saying, I will be flesh. And it's it is so creepy. Yeah, it is really creepy. Very well done. Yeah. And then we go to the credits, mm-hmm. who are back at the theater. Still, everybody's practicing. We see a magician who is supposed to be pulling a rabbit out of the hat, and... Oh, the rabbit's not in there. Has anyone seen the rabbit? He starts looking for the rabbit. He's 
again, someone that seems to be trying to do a talent that he's not good at, which you yeah. see a lot of. Yeah. So That's Morgan's normal. not good at it. Cordelia's not good at his. The hers. Magician. The magician's not good as his. I I don't think we see many other people like actually do their no, talent. But the three that we see are not not really a talent. So I don't really get why people choose these things. And then like Xander, Willow, and Buffy are trying to decide what they can do. And uh, yeah. So this was your question from last week. Yeah, right. they're going to do a dramatic scene. Yes. Which doesn't require, to... It doesn't require actual talent, apparently. Yeah, so they think that's their <laughs> easiest way to get through this unscathed, or that as unscathed funny. as they can. And, of course, Xander, is, they're just not enthused about it, but they're just trying to get <laughs> through it. They kind of step aside, and then they see Morgan and Sid are sitting there, and he's kind of practicing his act. And Sid, slash Morgan, Sid kind of comes on to Willow. yeah. It's a little weird. And he says, oh, we can do some rehearsing on our own. And he's kind of, you know, he's creepy. And in like a sexual way, not like yeah, in a scary exactly, way. exactly. In a sexual way. Flirting with them, kind of, and coming on to them. And Xander's like, hey. Which is kind of, I kind of thought that was cute. He's like, I talked to my girlfriends like that. You know, it was, <laughs> was kind of sweet. But yeah. that much from Xander. So I did enjoy that. And I like when he said, I don't like Sid's like horny thing. No, I don't either. It's gross. I, I don't. But I can't help that my favorite line was, "Won't you go wood? Nothing's as good. I can't help it. <laughs> I just laugh every time. <laughs> Won't you go wood? Nothing's as good. I just... <laughs> oh, like, I don't like his whole horny <laughs> shtick, but I did like that line. It was my favorite line, and okay. Okay. I'm not proud of myself. <laughs> <laughs> and Buffy's like, okay, enough's enough. Unless you want your prop to turn into a Duraframe log. I like she's that. like, okay. And then I love when Sid and Morgan look at each other like, oh, shit. Yeah. This girl's going <laughs> to fuck us up if we're not careful. <laughs> I love when they look at each other like, oh, we crossed the line here. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, that was a good touch. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. We see Principal Snyder and Giles walking kind of through the seats, taking a little walk and talk. And Snyder's talking about he loves discipline and he is nothing like Principal Flutie because Principal Flutie was all about like the touching and the feeling and the... Sonny Dill has touched and felt the last time. Yeah, no more. This is like a a correctional facility now, right? (laughs) Principal Snyder has a clear directive for this school going forward. We need to keep an eye on the bad element. And he kind of gestures to Willow, Xander, and Buffy on yep. the stage because he mm-hmm. thinks they're problem they're problem children that need to be watched. Which, of course, Giles is like, great. Because they know, he knows that they don't need their attention on them because they have to do all this other exactly. demon fighting and vampire fighting and stuff. Yeah. And he says, the school's going to be like clean and quiet. And then we cut right to the locker room where a girl is screaming her head off. <laughs> which I love. Yeah. That yeah. was a great little cut. Yeah. And we find out that Giles is in there because the teachers obviously are able to go into that area. And he crosses the yellow line because, like, they're taking a body away. And he goes over to Buffy, Willow, and Xander and says that it was Emily. So she was the girl that was attacked in the... Mm -hmm. The dancer. The dancer attacked in the locker room. And they're kind of a bit confused because he says... She's like, he's like, is that a vampire? Because he, they took her heart he said, she's like, okay, well, what kind of, de-? he said, there are demons that take, that take hearts or organs, mm-hmm. but Emily's heart was removed with a knife. Yeah. Which isn't they, very demon-y. Like it's not yeah. claws or teeth or. So that kind of leads them to believe that this was a human mm-hmm. first, obviously some nefarious reason that needed this heart, but it, they don't, they think maybe it wasn't a demon, which complicates things because as we know, there's a line between human and non-human with slaying and stuff. So even though they can try to neutralize a threat they don't slay and kill humans so they're right. kind of like what do we do about this now exactly yeah giles says that because emily was last seen at the talent show practice and she had some other extracurricular activities that she didn't show up for they think that probably the last person to see her was part of the talent show so they suggest they divide and conquer and talk to everybody that was at the talent show rehearsal and to kind of see like if they notice anything if they saw anything and then they can try to like backtrack and see maybe who was seen with her last. Mm-hmm. Which makes sense. Yeah. Giles talks to the magician who says that she was like seemed really excited, uh, but that she was talking to Morgan 
And like they kind of talk to all, it kind of goes back and forth between all these people and it all comes to the kind of the same conclusion that yeah. Emily was talking to Morgan. Morgan was acting weird. He was like holding his head. He was moaning. He's been talking to his dummy. Acting like, weird. Weirdness around Morgan and that he saw Morgan and Emily speaking. But I love when we see Gi- uh, Xander talking Cordelia. to Cordelia. <laughs> Oh my hey, god. Cordelia's she talking. was my best friend. Emma. Emma. My best friend. And he's like, it was Emily. Emily. Like, anything for Cordelia to get some attention. And then she's so like, sad. it could have been me. I'm like, wow. Wow. Xander says, we can dream. Which I think was <laughs> mean, because you don't want somebody to die. But he's just, I mean, he's just, she's she's just being so extra. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, I oh my god. I can't fault him for saying that. Oh. Oh, God, I'm so upset. She was my best friend. Emma was my best friend. It's like, that's not her name, Emily. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, Cordelia. Oh, uh, yeah. Willow, Giles, and Xander kind of talking to everyone. And Buffy is kind of like assigned to Morgan. And she goes to the theater and she sees Sid sitting on like a stool with her, his back to her. And she hears like Sid's dummy voice, air quotes, saying that we have to... Watch out. We have to, like, be on alert and find out who's next. It's the last one. Mm-hmm. And then I'll be free. And then we see uh, Morgan come out from backstage saying, like, how are we supposed to? And then he sees Buffy and stops talking immediately. And he's like, oh, I was just practicing throwing my voice. Yeah, of course. So he thinks he, said he says he was just practicing. Mm-hmm. And Buffy asks if, if you noticed anything weird about Emily yesterday. He said, no, me and Sid were talking. I mean, practicing. <laughs> and she kind of just keeps pressing him. And he kind of kind of grabs his head. He seems like he has a headache. Mm -hmm. And again, she just keeps asking about Emily. And Sid turns and says, leave him alone. He said everything he's going to say. And Buffy's like, okay, can you just put the doll down and like talk to me instead of like using his, you know, using your dummy? He puts him away and he kind of, she says, oh, I didn't mean to make you mad. And he's like, it's not me. It's him. And pointing to Sid, closes the little suitcase and he has it and takes off. He's like, I don't know. And he takes off. So very weird interaction. Such weird behavior. <clears throat> yeah. They all meet up in the library and Morgan is the number one suspect. Yep. Everyone said that Morgan's been acting weird mm-hmm. and that he was kind of conversing with Emily. Giles, I, ha- I have to deal with the show. I can't really deal with this. And Buffy's like, they kind of, they really switch kind of roles in this because at other times Buffy's been distracted with oh. real life things yeah. well not real life but like school other things. things other things than like her yeah. sacred duty and Giles is always the one wagging his finger at her about her destiny and how her that's the priority and this time he's like totally like distracted by the show he says oh yeah I, I'll do the research but I have to I have to do this with the show and she's like um yeah murder takes priority over the talent show so they kind of like had a little switch thing here early. That's and super then, cute. I didn't notice that. Nice. Okay. Yeah. This in this scene and then earlier when she was like, "It's your sacred duty. I'm just <laughs> gonna watch." So Buffy's loving this. I think mm-hmm. she gets to lecture Giles for once. Yeah, and I mean, and I mean to his credit, he's like, "I need to focus on the talent show because I need to do what the principal wants to make him happy, so he doesn't have his focus elsewhere, like on you guys." Um, and then I like how he suggests to go look at Morgan's locker because that's you know. That's a quick, easy thing to go do. I feel do. like that's where you would hide something if you're in high school. Yeah, exactly. Maybe there's a knife in there. Who knows? Yeah, that's a good point. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up about Giles is like, this is kind of keeping Principal Cider off all of our backs. Yep. Because we can't do what we need to do when we're being watched closely. So mm-hmm. I think that's a really good thing to mention. In the hallway, Buffy breaks into Morgan's locker. I love how she's like, oh, two to the left, two to the right, bam. <laughs> and just like shoves her hand through the locker and just knocks the entire... <laughs> lock in so just she breaks it. yeah just completely destroys a locker so she opens it she's like kind of looking in there and then we he, we see that principal snyder like grabs her arm yeah he's kind of creepy in this scene like you don't grab a student's arm like no. that this whole scene i didn't i didn't like it i thought it was a little a little much yeah he's like why are you here school's over you should be gone mm-hmm. and he's just very like authoritative and mean and students loitering after school yeah he did he why he became a principal, I don't know. Because he obviously hates kids. Yeah. Like, yeah. it seems like the last job he should be doing. Yeah. But there he is. And actually, she rem- he reminds me a little bit of my one of my elementary school te- uh, principals. It was a woman. Her name was Miss Sigafoos. <laughs> and she reminds me, she reminded me of the 
teacher from Matilda. What was her name? Her oh, Bull Trench. Yeah, that's how she kind of reminded me of. Mm. And so they both remind me of kind of, of Snyder's Or Trenchbull, sorry, Miss Trenchbull. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Like, this is where it all my mind led me when I was, we were introduced oh, to Snyder. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. So he's just so mean and he's holding, he's like really grabbing her arm, which is like completely uncalled for. And, and yeah. It's just kind of, yeah. And he, yeah, talks about her avoiding and um, the way he was yeah. talking about it, I don't know exactly what he said, but it just kind of was, it was a little much for me. Yeah, it was, it was much. It was much. Buffy says that she's just trying to get something out of Morgan's locker for him that he asked to, he, she's like my friend or whatever. She doesn't say Morgan, but he says, okay, go ahead and get it. And Sid's suitcase is in there, but she opens it and nothing's in there. And this whole time we have a few shots of like somebody watching her at the locker. It's not Snyder because we also see like someone's watching her from a distance. And eventually we do see that it's, yeah, that we, it's Sid and Morgan are watching her break into his locker, talk Mm -hmm. to Snyder, and they're kind of just hanging back and she doesn't notice them. So she says, oh, you know, he must have taken it and not no, not told me. So, okay, I'll just go because there's nothing in the locker of interest. So in the theater, Sid and Morgan obviously have seen Buffy do this, and they are arguing. Morgan says that he won't do it, and Sid said, yes, he will. He said, she's the one, you see how strong she is. Mm-hmm. And Morgan, kind of like we saw with Dave, like they all have lines that they're not going to cross these students. Some of them. <laughs> the ones with conscious, consciences. And Sid says, then he will do it if Morgan isn't willing to do what needs to be done. So that's just left hanging there. Yep. <laughs> it's night. It's after school. It's nighttime. Buffy's in her bedroom getting ready. And this is like the creepiest scene in the whole episode for me. <laughs> I'm like, ah! <laughs> She's getting ready. And her mom knocks on the door, asks how the talent show is going, and says she can't wait to see it. And Buffy's like, please do not come to the talent show. It's going to be horrendous. If you really care about me as your kid, don't come to the talent show. <laughs> but it's nice her mom wants to be supportive of her beginning yeah. involved and stuff. So this She's is a good trying. interaction. It is a good trying. interaction. It's an interaction it. between them. Mm-hmm. And she says, uh, Joyce asked Buffy, is everything okay? She says, there's just a lot going on. She's like, you know, get a good night's rest, sleep, um, and you'll feel better in the morning. So that's what Buffy does. Buffy gets into bed and she turns the light out. And we see Sid in the window, her bedroom window, just staring through the window. So creepy. Extremely creepy. So I'm assuming it's like a few hours later or something. Buffy is asleep. And we hear like, like scuttling, little yeah. pitter patter of yeah. feet. And Buffy sits up in bed and looks over, and it's it's very dark and it's quick, so we don't really we kind of see. And she, the point is, she's kind of sees something mm-hmm. in her bed, and she's like, ah! And she like hits it, and then we hear like, like another little pitter patter, pitter patter, runs away, and she starts screaming. And her mom comes in, and she's like, something's in the bed, and her mom pulls back the covers. There's nothing there. They turn like the lights on. Her mom suggests it might have been a nightmare, nightmare. And Buffy's like, yeah, I guess so. Like, sorry. Like, you know, she's all discombobulated. And hey, like it is when you wake up yeah. suddenly when you're fully asleep. Yeah. And Joy says, it's okay. Uh, but, you know, you shouldn't go to bed with the window open and leaves. And Buffy's like, I didn't go to bed with the window open. Yeah, that's She's creepy. convinced now that it wasn't a dream. Something was in her room. Yep. Bah! <laughs> it was dead. So scary. <laughs> in the theater, the next morning, we see the magician failing again. And he is trying to do, like, the disappearing box thing where a girl goes into a box and turns it around and opens it. She's gone. But she's still there. And he says, you're <laughs> supposed to leave. So he's really struggling with his act. Yep. Buffy is walking in and Giles says, oh, man, you don't look great. What happened? And Willow and Xander are also there. And she says, I think Sid was in my room last night. And they they totally brush her off because they know that they she's do. scared. I was, just, I was disappointed by this scene, just how, like, I mean, she's not the type of person to just conjure something in her head or overreact or, and they know this about her. So for them to just brush it off and, like, Xander's like, oh, a cat, a cat pounces and, like, a cat can get through a window and all these things. And she's like, yeah, it wasn't a cat. And just the way they, yeah, they talked to her about it. I found that a little frustrating. Mm-hmm. And another thing before, before Buffy comes in, I want to mention when... Cordelia is really upset about the placement of her song in like (laughs) the lineup and Giles is trying to explain to her and she keeps fighting him and he says your hair and she's like something wrong with my my hair and the way she's like touching her hair she's like oh my god and she just runs off (laughs) and and uh, Giles says 
Oh, Xander was right. It worked like a charm. <laughs> so he just like made her think something was wrong with her hair and she just left him alone and took off. I just thought that, that was, was so really funny. funny. It was funny. <laughs> so fast forward now to when Buffy is sitting with them and yeah, they completely yeah. dismiss her. Yeah. I'm not just any like crazy person. I'm the slayer. Like I know something was in my room last night. I know it was Sid. It was Sid alone. It wasn't Morgan because she asked where Morgan, where Morgan is. Yeah. And it wasn't a cat. It wasn't a cat. And they say, you know what, you know what, you are scared of dummies and you said you probably just had a nightmare and all this and she's like no guys i know what i'm what i saw exactly she really wants to talk to morgan alone without sid because sid is always they're always together so she thinks something is definitely up and she wants to talk to morgan Mm -hmm. with without without sid there giles says he has been doing research and he found information about a brotherhood of seven which is a group of seven demons that take the form of young humans and every seven years they have to harvest a heart and a brain to kind of renew their human form for the next seven years. So every seven years they emerge, have to kill at least, you know, two people to get whatever they need, and then they can live amongst humans for another seven years. So they're kind of leaning that maybe Morgan, because even though they think Sid is just Sid, he's just a dummy, they still think Morgan is connected to Emily's death. So they think that Morgan could be this kind of demon. Mm -hmm. But they're saying, one of the things they said, there's how demons grow stronger and now that he's harvesting, he's already harvested one of these uh, organs, um, but Morgan seems to be getting weaker every day. So that's yeah. kind of interesting. They're not really sure about that. Things aren't adding up perfectly, but they're going yeah. on the best information they have or the best hunches the they have. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And we do see Morgan see, sitting further away in the auditorium or in the theater, kind of like rubbing his head and stuff. And they said that, yeah, he it looks look weak. Good. Yeah. yeah, he looks weaker. In the classroom, I think it's a history class, if I remember correctly. But right before we get to, like, what happens, I didn't notice this at first, but I read it online and I went back and watched it on my last rewatch. So right in the beginning of the the shot, we see Willow sitting in the front of the classroom. And it pans past her pretty quickly because I was like, Willow's in there? I don't remember her in in the classroom. But she's holding that troll pen or pencil that Buffy dropped to distract Amy to get the hair. Remember that? How she's like, oops. That's so funny. I totally... Yeah, because it's, like, so... Yeah, it was like it had a troll on top with the fuzzy okay. hair and everything. Cute. Thanks. And now Willow is Willow's using it in that classroom, but it's very quick, so you have to you have to like watch because I missed like, it the first two times. Like an Easter egg. Yeah, it's a little Easter egg. <laughs> so we just pan past Willow. She's just in the front doing her thing, doing her smart girl thing. And Buffy's in the back, and Morgan and Sid are kind of sitting in the middle. Weirdly, Sid is sitting on Morgan's lap during class. It's so weird. Why would he bring his his dummy to class? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you think everybody would be like, what are you doing? But no, everybody seems to just make it like it's normal. normal. Totes it's, normal. <laughs> it's Sunnydale High, I guess. But this isn't the weirdest thing I'll even see today, let alone like, <laughs> ever. And Buffy is kind of looking at the back of Sid's head. She's just like, oh, I know you were up to something. I know you were in my room. She's just thinking it. She's just looking at him like creeped out. And then his head turns and looks at her. And so Morgan's creepy. looking, you know, he's paying attention to the class. Yeah. And his head just turns around and looks at her. And Cordelia's like, ooh, looks like someone has the hats for you. You two freaks together. <laughs> but Buffy doesn't even pay her any mind because Buffy's too freaked out to deal with Cordelia's yep. nonsense. <laughs> the teacher calls on Morgan and he kind of wasn't paying attention. And Sid starts talking and making jokes and saying like, oh, he's got other things on his mind. And the teacher's getting annoyed and takes Sid from him, says, you'll get it back after school, puts him in a cupboard and then Sid keeps talking, and she starts getting really mad at Morgan. Like, cut it out. Mm-hmm. So he's messing around too much. And so now Sid has been put in this, separated from Morgan, and been put in this cupboard in the teacher's classroom. After the class, we're still in the classroom, but it, it's later after school, and Morgan comes in to get Sid. And the teacher expresses some concern for him, asking if everything's okay at school and at home, because he is, like, a very good student, and he doesn't seem himself. He was, like, yeah. distracted in class, so the Seems teacher's attached. concerned. Yeah. yeah, the teacher's concerned, and he kind of snaps at her. Just kind of, I just have Sid back, and she's like, "Okay." And she opens the cupboard, and Sid is gone. Yeah. And Morgan is upset. He's like distressed that Sid is not there. He said he, he knew I would come wait. back for him, <laughs> and he didn't wait. Oh, I'd be like, let's go to talk to the school counselor. Exactly. Yeah, the teacher's just like, okay, cool. He, like, he's referring to this as, like, an actual person. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, he's yeah. distressed. As if, as the dummy just walked out of the cupboard. and like, why didn't he wait for me? Yeah. 
So yeah, Morgan is distressed that Sid is MIA. We're in the library and we see Sid and we realize that Xander took Sid. He took the opportunity to take him because we wanted, he wanted to make sure that Buffy had a chance to talk to Morgan alone. So he has taken Sid and he, oh God, like he's just being like, I'm fake. And he's like hitting his head on the the desk and he's like, I'm made of wood. And he's like, just totally hitting him and doing all this stuff. And you're like, oh God, don't make it mad. You know, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah, don't make exactly. it mad. <laughs> Buffy comes in and she's like, oh my God, like, where did you get that? And she keeps, he, Xander keeps messing him. She's like, stop it, Xander, stop it. Like, she's totally creeped out. And she says, okay, well, since you have Sid, I'm going to go find Morgan and see if I can talk to him. And Xander's going to watch Sid, even though he's like, I am completely inanimate. <laughs> <laughs> I do like this scene with Xander and Sid. It's really funny. And he's like, red rum, red rum. And he's like moving his hand. He's like using That Sid. was funny. That was actually really funny. Oh, it's just, that part was like super funny. I loved that. <laughs> Dander. Dander was great in this episode. I have to give him credit. Uh, you know what? He didn't annoy me once, actually, the entire episode. Yeah. I liked his like protectiveness of Willow and Buffy. And his like, he, he was, was funny. funny. He was funny yep. in this episode. Yep. So, okay. I'll give Xander credit where credit is due. Willow and Giles said they have their research to do. They are going to research in the stacks on reanimation theory and orgus harvesting. So they go out. Everybody has their job to do. And Willow and Giles go back into the stacks. In the theater, Buffy is kind of looking backstage. It's dark. It's dark. Always. Of course. And again, this crazy elaborate backstage. Like, how big is this thing? Come on. Yeah. Like, they must have some good school taxes in Sunnydale. <laughs> So Buffy is kind of like wandering through this like maze of backstage looking for Morgan and Snyder comes upon her, Principal Snyder, yeah. and warns her that she shouldn't be out here. Like a girl like you shouldn't be out here wandering around, you know, students are being murdered. And Buffy's like, I can take care of myself. Again, this is like a creepy scene. Like this older man coming up to her and being like, it's not safe for you to be alone. Like super creepy. Like why is he being like this? Yeah, it, and she's kind of just... It's like, I can take care of myself. I'm looking for Morgan. Have you seen him? He's just kind of warning her about being alone back there. Yeah. yeah. In the library, Willow finds a text about reanimation theory mm-hmm. where she says that a dollar mannequin that already has, like, consciousness through some, like, magical means or something, mm-hmm. sometimes they will find human, they will get human organs so that they can become human. They are like, hmm, that could work with Sid. Yeah. That could work. And they're kind of talking about it while we go to Xander, who is further in the front of the library at the table. He's just messing with, I don't know, homework or research. And we see him like pass by Sid. And when he leaves, Sid is gone. Sid has disappeared. And Xander doesn't notice his first. But when he does, he's like, ah, he screams. (laughs) Willow and Giles come running out from the stacks. Like, what happened? And he's standing on the table. Yeah, because he's scared. Like, where's yeah. this little demon beast that just got loose? It's gone. It's gone. And I loved the reactive drop. He's like, oh, and he drops his book. And like, like, oh, like, like, there's a huge, like, spider or something, you know? Like, people are like, ah. And they both, like, look at the ground. Oh, I just, I love the reaction of that. That was, was cute, so yeah. funny. And then we go back backstage and Buffy's wandering. Yeah, she's still wandering. It's still for, for days, for weeks, she's been wandering backstage. <laughs> we don't know. Like, she's, like, lost in a forest. And she bumps into something, almost trips over something, and we see that it's, more, well, we don't, Morgan. it's a body. Okay. We don't see his head. And she says, Morgan. And she looks like she seems, like, more upset about this dead body than usual of her students. Yeah. I think it's probably because she says the demon got his brain. So, obviously, she's seen, like, a somebody with their head cut, like, scalp cut off and the brain's missing. So, that's probably pretty traumatic, even I'm for like, a slayer. That's very creepy. Yeah. Even for a slayer. She's backing up and she's like, oh no, like the demon now has their second organ. And the a chandelier, I, I guess a prop, like a really heavy prop. <laughs> yeah, right. Chandelier falls from the ceiling and like hits Buffy and like lands on top of her. Pins her down, yeah. Buffy's struggling under the chandelier and she hears like, again, the little scuttling patter. And you see, it's like up in the catwalk, you see like a little, like something running across and oh my God, that's the part that just kill me. Oh, it's so scary. And she's like, oh God, something's up there. And she's struggling to get out. She's like, whatever you are, I'm going to, I'm going to hurt you. I'm going to hurt you really bad. Just give me a minute. I love that scene. Yeah. So she's struggling. She sees something else. She sees it again. And it's now it's like down, like near her and she's trying to get out. Before she can, the uh, she's starting to get out, and the Sid comes with a knife and is like trying to stab her, and she's kind of pushing him away. So they're yeah. kind of like fighting, and he comes at her again. She shoves him away, and he drops the knife, and it kind of like skids 
away from him and she pins Sid up against the wall. And this is a funny scene. Or this is my favorite scene, actually. Is, yes. Yeah, because Buffy says, he said, okay, okay, what Sid says first, he says, okay, you have your heart, your brain, so just go and take them. And she's like, oh, I bet you would like that. They would be, they would have been great for your tro- showcase. He's like, yeah, they just keep talking back and forth. They're talking around each other. And like, too bad you'll never be human. Yeah, well, neither will you. <laughs> and then they're both like, they, what? What? <laughs> At the same time, I yeah. love that. And they it's funny because, like, while I'm watching that, I'm just like, wait, what? I'm also, like, getting the same reaction as them because... <laughs> Like, it happened to me at the same moment. I'm like, wait, what's going on? I'm confused yeah. now. Sid's talking about her like, she's the one that did this. She's the bad person. Yeah. She's like the She's the evil demon. Exactly. Like, what? Like, what's yeah. happening here? Yeah. In the library, we see, we hear Sid talking about his situation, his life. But what it shows only Giles, Xander, Willow, and Buffy's reactions. <laughs> and they're just like, oh, my God, I can't believe what I'm seeing here. And it's Sid talking on his own moving yep. on his own mm-hmm. he says he was a demon hunter yeah. that kind of like long story short came across like a really mean demon he was cursed and he was cursed into this dummy body and it's this, the brotherhood of the seven and he's killed six of them and then when he killed the when he kills the last one he'll be he'll be free of the curse and he's convinced that one of the that the demon is in the t- is one of the students in the talent show mm-hmm. and he says oh i should have like Immediately, I should have teamed up with you, talking to Buffy, instead yeah. of, like, Morgan. Morgan was the student that he teamed up with to try to, like, kill this demon, to be his, like, eyes and ears and his voice, you know, take him around and everything. Yeah. And he's like, but I thought you were the demon. Because you're she's strong, and she's always, like, asking questions, she's sneaking around, so he he thought that she was the one. Yeah. And he he's like, oh, you're, like, athletic... Nubile. Nubile. Oh, gross. And they're back. So he's like... Going know, into the horny dummy shit again. Horny dummy shit again. Don't like appreciate it. it at all. No. Nope. Like gross. He said, talking about the talent show, and Giles was like, oh my god, that, the talent show is going to happen soon. I, I gotta go. I totally forgot. I got distracted by this live reanimated <laughs> dummy. So he takes off, and before he goes, uh, they said since the, the demon has the brain and the heart, He'll, he'll be taken off. He'll be, like, leaving Dodge because he's got what he needed. He'll probably move on because yeah. he knows people are on to him. Mm-hmm. But they said, okay, so when we the talent show starts, they want Giles to do the power circle, getting everybody, like, revved up and ready to go. The person that did it will be missing because he's gotten what he wants and they so will be gone. They can just move on. Yep. Yeah, so Giles is going to do the power circle. In the theater, Zan- Giles is saying, okay, like, 15 minutes to show. Cordy comes up, is getting cold feet. She says people are going to be judging her like she's a Buffy. That's so mean. And oh he, God. yeah, I mean, that's Cordelia's MO, right? Giles has just, like, think about everybody in their underwear, you know, that old trick. And she says, I forget the teacher's name. And she's like, but even she's like, Mrs. So-and-so. Yeah, even Miss So-and-so. <sighs> and he's like, good point. Don't do that. <laughs> it's just, I thought it was funny how she was getting stage fright because she's so confident, loves herself so much. Yeah, I think she, yeah. Maybe she's having a little bit of self-awareness about how bad she'd be at this. Also, I thought it was funny how, like, in the library, they were talking about Giles giving the students a pep talk before. And, yeah, he's just like, okay. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, good pep talk, Giles. Nice. Nicely done. (laughs) Giles gathers everyone around in the circle, and he's like, looks around, takes note of everyone. (laughs) He's like, okay. And you hear someone say, that's it? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And they're like, okay. And they all just go. (laughs) <laughs> Buffy and Buffy and Sid are sitting up in the catwalk. And she says, he's like, well, how are you involved in this? Like, why are you involved? And she says, she's the Slayer. He's like, you're the Slayer? He says how he knew a Slayer in the 30s, a Korean chick who he basically had an affair with when he was human still. He's like, hey, I was human. And like, I was, you know, I was a guy. She says, you know, when you say you're going to be free when the curse is lifted, I mean, he basically is going to die because his body, his human body is gone. So he's just going to he's going to be released, but he's going to be he's going to die. And he says, you know, I've lived a lot longer than a lot of demon hunters and a lot of slayers. So I'm, I'm OK with it. I'm OK yeah. with it. But if you want to comfort me and he like puts his hand, his little wooden paw on her hey, on her leg. And he's like, she's like, oh, OK. So this horny thing isn't an act. And he's like, nope. And she's ew. And it is ew. 
<laughs> it was so gross. Yeah, I wasn't it a fan. A, yeah, so then that's when Giles brings everybody on stage because Buffy and Sid are watching. They're also looking to see who it is. Yeah. After everybody kind of goes back off stage, Buffy jumps down and yeah. he says, nobody's missing. Yeah, they're all there. They're like, great, okay. And Buffy looks up and sees that Sid is gone. He's disappeared. And we also see Snyder lurking around backstage as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... Obviously, we're meant to see Snyder as a suspect. Yeah. As well, because he's new mm-hmm. in town. Yeah. And he keeps showing up, you know, yeah. around and these dead bodies. At this point, we're assuming the demon isn't in the show since nobody is missing. So mm-hmm. it could, that also leads to him as well, maybe. Right, yeah. Buffy is moving around backstage and she has something drop into her hand and it is a brain. It is Morgan's brain, which is so gross. Super gross. And in the library, she says she's never going to stop watching, washing her hands. And they just don't know why his brain was rejected, um, rejected yeah. discarded. And so they look up Willow Hacks, as usual, into <laughs> Morgan's file. Yeah, his his medical file. Medical and it said, Yeah, that if, you know, in case of an emergency or whatever, it was like call like the neurology cancer unit or whatever at the doctor so they find out that and he had missed like a ton of school like a like half Six a year of school. or school yeah. yeah and they kind of put two and two together again he always has the headaches and all of that that mm-hmm. he has brain cancer yeah so they figure out that the reason okay. uh, it's not a healthy brain so we know like the demon probably is still around now he's probably they probably are in the talent show because mm-hmm. now they still need to stick around for a healthy smart brain and immediately they think that it's going to be willow yeah because she's, she's smart. Also a super smart person. So they're like, okay, if we mm-hmm. just keep you with us, they, they, he can't get what he needs. And, you know, he, he will, time will run out, basically. In the theater, the magician wants to help Giles. And, and he's basically talking about, oh, counterweights and all this stuff. Like, talking all, like, stuff I don't even understand. No Giles is trying to help him. Trying to help him with his act. And he's like, oh, well, you know, my assistant bailed on me like can you help me like mm-hmm. and he puts him down on the it's supposed guillotine. to be like a fake guillotine yeah guillotine. guillotine yeah and giles is like okay and it's like gonna the way it's lined up it's like on his, on his forehead, forehead instead and of his, his neck. neck yeah and giles does point this out he's like oh no no this is just be like your brains are just gonna fall out and he's like he gets strapped in and we see the magician whose name is mark also padlock the thing over his head so he's like mm-hmm. totally like trapped Can't move and he's like, but not really, right, Mark? Like, it's a trick. And he's like, yeah. And then Giles starts, um, like, getting nervous. He's like, Mark? 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 And he's, like, mm-hmm. kind of realizing that this is bad. Yep. <laughs> this is a bad thing. Back in the library, they realize, yeah, the demon's probably still in the show. Mm-hmm. And that they're like, oh, well, Giles is with all of them right now. So he's the demon's there. And Xander's like. Giles can handle himself. He's smart. <laughs> And they're like, oh, God, it's Giles they're going to go. He's going to go after. Yeah. Yeah. So they run out of the library to try to save Giles, who was already in dire, dire straits. We go back to Giles in the theater, and Mark, the magician, starts hacking away at the rope holding the blade. Oh, my God. And so it's, like, fraying, and it's, like, moving down, and Giles starts, like, now he's freaking out. He knows what's happening now, that he is... Definitely gonna get his try to get his head chopped off or his brain. I will say for this episode, I definitely felt more suspenseful than mm-hmm. any other episode. I was just like, holy crap, watching this scene. Yeah, and I don't know why he didn't just because he like pulls the rope, ties it, and then start hacking. I don't know why he just yeah. didn't, didn't have to undo that. it and then let go because it would have been suspense. Like, it was suspense for me. Very quick, <laughs> right? Like as the like, like a few threads left on the rope, uh. Buffy tackles Mark and it does snap. But Xander reaches it just in time and pulls yeah, it back down. Way to go, Xander. Saves, saves Giles the day. Yeah. yeah. Willow runs over and can't get Giles out of the contraption. So she has uh, the axe and starts hacking away at the um, padlock. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they're just, every, and Buffy's fighting Mark. So everyone's just like in suspend and suspended. Who knows what's going to happen at this point? Mm-hmm. They're all trying to do their own thing. Buffy fights Mark into his. Oh, we also see, sorry, I'm going to mention, but when Mark is hacking away at the rope, we also see that his sleeve goes up a bit, and we see, like, green kind of scales 
So then we know, like, he's the demon and he is running out of time. Like, he is starting to change. Yep. And when Buffy punches him, he looks back at her and his, like, cheek is all, like, become scaly. Yeah. She's like, ew! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's grossed out. And she's fighting him. She kicks him into his, like, disappearing box that he was trying to work How with earlier. How do you lock this thing? <laughs> How do you lock the thing? And then he bursts out of it full demon. Yep. Pretty yeah. freaky looking, like, Super green, gross. scaly, like a big lizard, kind of. Yeah. So she's she's fighting him. He's pretty strong. Eventually, Willow gets Giles out of the contraption, and she kicks Mark, and he falls onto it. And he head perfectly goes where it needs to and tells Xander to let go of the rope, and Mark's scalp, top part of his head is chopped off. Yeah. Just in the nick of time. So it's really, obviously, they all react like, ew, because this guy's yeah, head gross. just got demon head got cut off and Sid oh I forgot to mention that when Buffy was fighting Mark at one point Sid jumps on his back and is like I found you and he starts stabbing him with his little <laughs> little knife uh, but he can't really do much yeah. that's kind of why he needed a he needed a human helper because he's he is limited physically <laughs> by being a dummy yeah. but so Sid is there he's found him and once Mark's head's chopped off, Sid kind of comes back and he says, okay, now for the grand finale, that it's not enough to chop his head off. He will come back. You have to, he has to stab him in the heart. And Buffy offers to do it. Mm-hmm. He says, no, I have it. Thanks. And he stabs Mark in the, or slash demon in the heart. We hear a version of the dusting sound when you dust a vampire. Mm-hmm. It's like a cousin of that sound effect. And then basically Sid passes away and dies and like just kind of falls over on the demon. Yeah. And so he didn't even hesitate. He's like, I'm done with this. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing this too long. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm, I'm done. I'm not waiting. Yeah. So Buffy picks him up, and it's kind of sad. She's like, oh, it's over. Yeah. And they're just kind of all regrouping, and they're in shock. And then the curtains open. Because <laughs> remember, we were very close to the talent show starting, and they were all yeah. on the stage. So the curtains part, and what do you see? Like Buffy holding a dummy, and you see a decapitated demon, and like Giles and Xander and Willow are hanging out. Like, yeah, you even explain that away. So they all just like, oh my god, there's like a f- auditorium full of people. Everyone's just <laughs> staring at each other in silence. And then I love this, like Principal Sly- Snyder. We zoom in on Principal Snyder, and he's like, I don't get it. <laughs> Is it avant garde? Is it avant garde? <laughs> That was great. That was great. And then we go, then that's the end of the episode. But we get, and we only get this a handful of times in the whole Buffy verse, like even on the spinoff and stuff, that we get a like post credits, during credits scene. So we get to see what Buffy, Xander, and Willow were doing. Because apparently the talent show went on. The show must go on. They did a scene from Oedipus Rex. Yep, they did. Buffy was Jocasta, Jocasta. Xander was Oedipus and Willow was priest of Zeus and mm-hmm. they're they're struggling through but they're getting through until Xander flubs a line and he's struggling with his lines and then Willow just runs off stage. <laughs> it was cute. Yeah, it was it was, was good. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, that was that's the end of the episode. So that's the puppet show. Yeah. Okay. My favorite line, like I said, was once you go wood, nothing's as good. <laughs> Even though I hated the whole horny Sid thing, but I know that was, that's part of it, but that was just yeah. too funny. I just I'll I'll be proud of you for liking that line. Yeah, I just thought it was I just couldn't resist. What was and your favorite scene? Not proud of myself. I liked the whole like the cur- like that last the fight scene because there was so much going on there and then with the curtain opening and then I don't get it. Is it a card like that whole like <laughs> It opening and everyone just stared. They're like, what is this? And they're all shocked. And that whole thing. I just loved it. <laughs> um, okay. So my favorite line was when Buffy says, Giles, onto every generation is born one who must run the annual talentless show. You cannot escape your destiny. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Um, and I'll take on your traditional role and watch. And then my favorite scene was, yeah, when um, Buffy and said, like they're trying to fight each other and they get confused because they're just like, I thought you were the demon. No, I thought you were the demon. Yeah, yeah. You're the bad guy. No, you're the bad guy. (laughs) No, you are the bad guy. (laughs) What? (laughs) That was so great. I love that because you really never, like it's been so many years since I watched this for the first time, obviously. But like, I really feel, I mean, you can speak to this, that like you never think, is Sid a good guy? No, exactly. 
That never even entered. I feel like that would never even it wouldn't have entered my head to begin no. with, like in the first viewing. Yeah, definitely. Because how could he be good? He's a dummy. He's terrible. <laughs> so I gave, and also a little side thing about this episode. This was like the lowest viewed episode in the entire series. Really interesting. Yeah. Okay, like it had the least views out of the whole show. I wonder apparently. Why that is. Weird. Okay. I don't know, but I like this episode. Okay. It's not the stakes. I gave it five. Okay. okay. It always okay. stuck out to me. I think it's like really, and I think it's just for my own phobias and everything. Cause I find it very creepy because I don't like, as I said, I don't like dolls and dummies and stuff like that. <laughs> and I just, I just thought it, I liked it. I thought it was, a, the twist was really, really good. Unexpected. I don't think there was really any I- inkling looking back like, oh, well, of course that made sense. Like, I mean, him saying we have to watch her one more and I'll be free and all that. It all makes sense in context, mm-hmm. but there wasn't a clue that he was really a good guy. Mm-hmm. So I think it was really, this twist was really well done. Yeah. I love yeah, the mixed misdirection. I've always loved this episode, so it was a little bit nostalgic for me. I thought the plot was interesting. It was different enough. It wasn't like just, you know, oh yeah, Sid is bad. We've known it the whole episode and then we kill Sid or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, I love that how creepy he was, but I also didn't like how horny he was. So right. the one thing I didn't like about this episode was like the horniness. Was yeah, I really didn't like that. Yeah, that was the that was the only con of this episode for me. Okay, um, I gave it a four out of five. I thought it was ov- overall pretty good episode. Um, I did like the like how yeah like the twist. You know how the dummy ended up being a good guy. That was mm-hmm. kind of good. Um, yeah, I didn't like the horny dummy shtick, especially since he did turn out to be a good guy. That just made it worse for me. Mm-hmm. And then just the principal was just super weird like he was just weird mm-hmm. yeah so that's and i also it. again I, I will add that xander was an ass was was not an ass i was starting to say an asset, asset. <laughs> an asset. uh usually he's an ass but yeah xander was just like added to this episode in a really good way i thought he was really he was just great he had like a lot of funny lines i like mm-hmm. the way he protected willow and buffy so that added to it. He can add and not subtract, and I think he added in this episode. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, because usually I'm like, <laughs> He was on his best behavior in this episode. So your question for the next episode. So the next episode is called Nightmares. Buffy has plans with a very important person. Per- an important person to her that we haven't met yet. Oh. He has, but we haven't. Who is it? I was going to say Angel until you said someone we haven't met yet. Um, if it's someone that's really important that we haven't met yet, I'm going to say it probably is a family member. Toss up between dad and some sort of step-sibling. Um, I'm going to say her dad. Okay. Okay. Poker <laughs> you face. Do, you have a very good poker face. I'm, wait, I'm working on it. Okay, I mean, every week, even when I get it right or wrong, I just, I have no idea, so. No, when yeah. you get it right beneath my poker face, I'm like, <laughs> like straining to keep a neutral face. I can't, I can't tell, though, so. Okay, yeah. good. I'm yeah. getting better. Really I'm getting better. Because you need a good poker face in life, and I feel like I don't have it. So, uh, good. I'm working on it. <laughs> All right, her dad. That's her final answer. All right, is there anything else you wanted to say about the episode? No. Um, no, it was good. Okay. So that wraps up Season 1, Episode 9, The Puppet Show. Again, you can find us on all major podcast apps and YouTube and Instagram at One Girl in All the World Pod. You can also email us at onegirlpod at gmail.com. So thanks for joining us, and we'll be back next week with Episode 10, Nightmares. We are getting close to the end here. <laughs> There's only 12 episodes in this season, so think Ooh. it's about to hit the fan pretty soon. <laughs> so looking forward to that. So right. slay you real soon. <laughs>